0: Have you ever wondered how to protect your investment in virtual or physical servers? Coming up on Novell Open Audio, we tell you how. Welcome to Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on inside and around the Novell universe. I'm your host, David Mayer. I'm Randy Goddard. And I'm Aaron Quill. A couple weeks ago, we got a chance to talk to John Stedic about PlateSpin Migrate and PlateSpin Recon. Remember, PlateSpin Recon was the cool software that goes out and analyzes all the different machines in your environment and then kind of helps you show how you could do server consolidation and then we also had an interview where we talked about Platesman Migrate, which is that killer software that allows us to take a, you know, a physical server and convert it to either, you know, a, another physical server with different hardware or, yeah, or to a VM, all sorts of cool stuff. Well, this is really the third part in that conversation, which is about Platespin Protect. Sounds great, Aaron. Let's listen to you, John and Randy. Today in the studio, Randy and I have John Stedek, the director of PM for our SRM group here at Novell. John, good morning. Good morning, guys. Now, we've had John on a couple times before. He talked to us about the PlateSpin Recon product. He also talked to us and went into great details on the PlateSpin Migrate product. And now we've asked him to sit down and talk to us about PlateSpin Protect and kind of describe to us exactly what PlateSpin Protect does.
1: So, Platesman Protect is is our way of enabling users to be able to do what we call whole workload protection. So, again, the workload being that operating system application data stack that's running in your environment. So, it allows you to either do incremental live image capture of workloads and then be able to do bare metal restore or restore into virtual machines of those images Or it also allows you to actually do incremental replication of workloads running either in a physical or virtualized environment and replicate them into standby virtual machines so you can get really fast recovery time by simply just booting up that replicated virtual machine.
0: So, John, let's step back for a minute for some of our listeners who may not have listened to the PlateSpin Migrate story just so that people understand what PlateSpin Migrate does and really gives us some of the technology that we're going to be using in PlateSpin Protect. PlateSpin Migrate allows us to take, as, as John mentioned, a workload or an instance of an operating system with all of its applications and data installed and be able to decouple that from whatever it's running on. So maybe decouple it from the IBM hardware that it's running on or decouple it from the Citrix XEN virtual machine technology that it's running on and allow us to take just the operating system, the applications, and the data and real easily move that from one hardware platform to another or, in this case, from a hardware platform over to an instance of a virtual machine,
1: correct? Yep. It's all really based on what we call our workload portability technology. So again, that workload portability technology is the core to be able to allow you to do that decoupling.
0: Okay. So what does PlateSpin Protect really give me then?
1: So Platespin Protect gives you then the ability to replicate a workload from some production environment into either an image for backup or into a virtual machine for failover capability. But not only does it let you do it once, it lets you do it on an incremental scheduled capability and as well, it starts to build in a lot of recovery type of functionality and gives you the ability to even test your recovery plans as well.
0: Let me make sure I understand this. So I've got a Platespin Protect, it's like a server, right? Why don't you explain to me how PlateSpin Protect would work? Let's say I've got a variety of 20 servers running in a physical data center that are running, you know, a combination of Microsoft Windows servers. I've got some Linux servers. I've got a variety of different operating systems going. What would PlateSpin
1: Protect do? So Placement Protect would allow you to today focus on protecting those Windows servers in your environment. The upcoming releases of Placement Protect will also be able to protect those Linux servers. So what it allows you to do is say in a local environment is protect for what I call little d disasters. Their server goes out, you have uh, maybe uh, some problem with the rack and then your servers go down. We give you the ability to either A, recover those servers by running them inside virtual machines that you've actually been replicating those workloads to. Or B, if you've been taking incremental image captures, you can then take those images and deploy them out into your environment. And I think what's probably important for the listeners here to understand is really the difference of why would I use image versus replicating over to virtual machines. And like any recovery project, it all has to do with your RTO and your RPO. So your recovery time objective, how quickly you want to be able to restore, and your recovery point objective, how much data can you tolerate losing. Both the replication to a standby virtual machine or incremental image capture is all based on incremental replication technology. So you can get down to a fairly low recovery point objective. So say around uh, 10 minutes if you really wanted to. Typically people will run this at either a 1 hour or 12 hour or 24 hour incremental replication uh-huh. period. But then really the difference between replicating into a virtual machine or an image really has to do with how quickly you want to be able to recover that workload. So what your recovery time objective is. With an image, you have to take that image, deploy it out into another server. You have to have a server available or deploy it out to a virtual machine. And that can take a little bit of time. Whereas if you're replicating directly into a standby virtual machine, your recovery time is basically the time it takes to boot up that virtual machine and get it up and running.
0: Wow. And if we do decide to go to the image, we, of course, get the workload portability that you guys have created so that I can take that image and then restore it to whatever type of hardware I've got, and it's going to set up the drivers and configure it properly, right?
1: Yeah, you get full hardware-independent restore. Actually, a number of our customers will use this where they'll be taking images and storing those images in an off-site disaster recovery location, and then when they actually want to, if they declare a disaster, they simply take those images and then go push them out on the hardware into that actual recovery site
0: now when you did your initial description of this you hit on something that i think's funny when i talk to people about disaster recovery it kills me how often people don't actually a couple times a year test their disaster recovery plans <laughs> and actually throw the big red switch or something to simulate a disaster and make sure that they can come up you said that this really helps people test their disaster recovery plans. How does it do that?
1: This is really true when it comes to if you're replicating into standby virtual machines. Because it's so easy to actually recover these workloads, again, just a case of pressing power on, it also makes it very easy to test your recovery because all you need to do is power on the virtual machine. Now, the thing is with testing is you don't want to have your test restore process interfere with the actual production systems that you're running so what we allow you to do is actually isolate those workloads in a virtualized environment using virtual networking so you can actually bring it up and run it it's running in parallel with your production workload yet it's isolated on its own network segment so you're not interfering with any of the actual activities of your production workload it's not going to tromp on that workload right Exactly, exactly. So then you can go test it. You can make any changes you want in your test environment, uh, maybe run some scripts, pull some reports, just make sure everything's working. Then when you shut down that uh, system from the test, it will actually roll back... Uh, back to the last good incremental point, and then you can then start your replication process automatically. And that's actually an important note, because a lot of the times with any type of replication software, if you make changes to the target, you typically then need to do a full resynchronization, and in some cases do almost a full replication again of everything. Whereas because we're able to use virtual disk snapshots on the target side, we're able to actually Uh, Take a snapshot, boot it up, have you run with it, do your tests, and then when you're done, it shuts down and automatically reverts back to that snapshot so you're in that last good-known synchronization state.
0: Oh, very cool. So one of the servers that I'm going to protect, does it have a client on it that it uses to then talk to and communicate with the protect server?
1: Yes, it does. So to be able to do the live replication, we're obviously then running down at a lower level uh, within the operating system. So any changes that have occurred since the last replication can then actually be replicated over.
0: And that communication then in between the server and the Platespin Protect server, I'm assuming or hoping it's somehow encrypted or secure?
1: Yeah, so uh, for all our inter-process communication, we actually use web services. So the small replication agent that's running is actually communicating back to the Placement Protect server through HTTP or HTTPS, just choosing how you configure to set it up.
0: Okay, and you said today this only supports servers that are running uh, Microsoft Windows. What hypervisors do you guys support under Windows?
1: So today we can replicate Windows workloads into VMware ESX as well as Microsoft Virtual Server in terms of an ongoing replication into a virtualized environment. Now, if you have workloads running on a virtualized environment, those can really be running, and you want to, say, capture images of those, so then you can, in the event of some sort of failure, your VM server goes down, you want to be able to rebuild them. It's simply a case of then taking those images and just deploying them back out. So those VMs that you want to protect can be running in really almost any hypervisor as long as it's running one of the operating systems that we can actually replicate.
0: When you talk about replicating over to an image, you're not just talking about your own proprietary imaging software, are you? You're really talking about a bunch of the industry standard imaging packages.
1: Our image format is what we call a flexible image format. And really why it's flexible is that it can, first of all, be deployed out to any target you want. Um, So from a hardware independent restore, take that same image deployed out to physical or virtual. But as well, we can actually also read other people's image formats to be able to deploy those out in a hardware independent fashion. We can actually also go so far to use what we call uh, raw volume data. So if you have, say, a traditional tape backup or some sort of file backup of your environment, you can actually create an image which is maybe a combination of maybe an image of the system drive, and then just a raw file store of all the files that maybe have been backed up and you recover them from tape into a file server, you can point Plates and Protect at that location and say, take all this stuff and go provision it out and restore that workload even from a tape backup.
0: Cool. So if I'm doing this in an environment where I'm going to want to do my protection under the virtual machines instead of going directly to imaging, what do I do? Do I just buy a great big Beefy box that's going to be able to support a whole bunch of simultaneous VMs. And also, I guess part of the question is how many different physical servers do you find that you can back up with a single protect server?
1: Right. So, a single protect server, typically you can replicate up to about 25 workloads. It can handle about 25 concurrent replications. Then, in terms of what you want to replicate to, you would simply go and buy the right size of a virtual machine server that you would need in order to be able to run the certain number of workloads that you would actually want to run in a recovery environment. Now, the question is, is how do you know how big to buy it? And conveniently, if you go back to Platespin Recon, Recon's a great way to be able to figure out how to size how big that virtual machine server should actually be for a recovery resource. And what you may want to do is maybe you don't need to have the ability to run all your workloads at one time. You want to just be able to have the ability to recover, say, five workloads at one time. So you can kind of balance your risk based on the cost of, you know, how much you want to pay, how much insurance you want to buy. Effectively, in terms of how many concurrent workloads you want to recover uh, versus how many workloads you're actually to Well, and, be and able I to run suppose that's time.
0: really nice if you're trying to protect yourself against hardware failure. Because if you've got 20 servers, it's going to be yep. rare that you have more than two or three of them that have a physical hardware crash simultaneously. So when I'm doing that scenario and I've got 20 servers backing up to a single PlateSpin Protect server, are there 20 VMs simultaneously running on that PlateSpin Protect server, or are they not all fired up and running for that replication process at the same time?
1: Yeah, so you can think of the placement protect server is it's sort of the the thing that's uh, that's shepherding all this replication through. So it's a standard uh, it's a standard install. You install it on a server so that's running somewhere on your network, and then what it allows you to do is then it it's the thing that shepherds the replication of your production workloads into uh, into a virtual machine uh, server uh, that that's running somewhere else in your network. What we're able to do is actually we can uh, we will boot up the virtual machine into just a small RAM disk, so we can stream all the data in, uh, into that virtual machine and then shut back down the virtual machine. So it's, it's, so the, the beauty here is that you don't need to have a secondary operating system running on the other side. You don't need to have separate applications and worry about patching all that stuff, which is typically one of the challenges when you get into replication-style mm-hmm. protection. Really, what we're doing is effectively taking the simplicity of just doing a backup or an image capture... Um, but putting it in a spot where it's very easy to get it up and running and actually fail over to that workload. Cause again, it's just a case of powering on the.
0: How about PC. user interface? Fairly easy. Is it like the rest of your stuff where it's very heavy use of the GUI drag and drop configuration?
1: Yeah, exactly. So the, it's, a, it's a very similar user interface to our Platespin Migrate. So actually, you'll see as you use the product, Platespin Migrate and Platespin Protect, they, they actually fall under the banner of what we call the Platespin Portability Suite, again, because it's based off of our, of our uh, workload portability technology. So it uses exactly the same interface to be able to allow you to drag and drop workloads around and configure jobs. So it's a very, very easy to use interface.
0: Now I think I've got a good handle on what Protect does. I was reading on your website about Forge, which kind of sounds like PlateSpin Forge has similar capabilities. What's the difference between PlateSpin Protect and PlateSpin Forge?
1: Yeah, so Placement Forge is actually a really interesting product for us where it's actually a hardware appliance that gives you essentially a turnkey workload protection solution. So with Forge, you get the ability to protect up to 25 workloads in one, uh, um, in one Forge box. So it has everything you need all built into one box. So it has the storage, it has the compute resources, it has a hypervisor, it has all the replication software management interface where you simply rack it, configure it with the IP addresses, boot it up, go over and connect to it through a web browser select the 25 workloads that you want to protect that are running out in your environment and then Forge will start and it'll do a base replication of all those workloads into Forge and then do incremental replication and to essentially back up those, those workloads in an ongoing fashion. So Forge ends up not only being a backup repository but also a, a recovery resource or a recovery lab all in one box. And so really the difference between Placement Protect and Forge is Forge gives you an all-in-one solution that includes the hardware, the hypervisor, replication, management, and everything, whereas Platesman and Protect is a pure software product where then you can fit it into your existing environment, leverage your existing virtual machines, or choose the how you want to actually implement it, whether you want to do image capture or replication in a virtual machine. So Protect gives you a little bit more flexibility. Forge gives you a very turnkey, easy-to-use solution. So Protect is, like you mentioned, kind of like the
0: shepherd, and Forge is more like the corral and the shepherd and the sheep all there in
1: one container. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I kind of like to think of it like a, it's like the all-in-one stereo system. So it's a great all-in-one stereo system. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. Whereas Protect is, uh, you know, it's like a, a great, uh, great Blu-ray player. It's sort of a, it's a core piece of a whole home theater system, but you still need to have a, you need to go have a server that can run virtualization or a server that you want to use as your image server. So you can kind of construct yep. up the components. So w- we've yourself. talked
0: about this in a single data center and how it can really protect us against, you know, single or multiple pieces of hardware hardware failing simultaneously, does any of this stuff work over a WAN? If I want to replicate a data center from one data center to a backup data center, I've gotten other side of the country, other side of the world?
1: Yeah, it sure does. We've actually, our file transfer protocols are actually optimized for high latency networks. They, of course, run well on low latency networks as well, too. But we spend a lot of time optimizing them to run on high latency networks. So you can replicate across a WAN, uh, wow. very, very efficient across a WAN environment.
0: Now, here's a question. Would you have your data center and then have your PlateSpin Protect server sitting in that same data center and then another version of PlateSpin Protect running on the other data center so that it's PlateSpin Protect server talking to PlateSpin Protect server and you're kind of getting changes locally written to your local PlateSpin Protect server and then replicating them over? Or do you actually put that PlateSpin Protect server on the other side of the wire?
1: Really, you've got two implementation options. You could do either. Let me maybe talk about the different scenarios where you would do either. So the case where you may want to have two placement Protect uh, servers is that if you're doing image capture and image restore. So in your primary site, you're capturing images locally, and then you're maybe replicating those images over to your secondary site using some SAN replication, or you know maybe you just go stick it on an NFS partition and it's just replicating using rsync, for example. It's a nice, easy way to do that as well. So then your images are then replicated over to your secondary site that secondary site you can have plates and protect installed at that secondary site where it can grab those images that uh, that you've replicated over and then you can deploy those out to your secondary site in a scenario where you're actually going to replicate into offline virtual machines what we typically recommend is that you would install Placement Protect at your secondary site. So in the event of a massive disaster your primary site, you don't want to have all the control interface sitting at your primary site because that's the one that's on fire. It's, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you would, put all, you would put most of everything at your secondary site and be able to then manage the replication that way.
0: Okay, John, so if I am going to replicate over to uh, another data center that's on a, a much slower line than local bandwidth – How do I get that initial sync to take place? Because I mean, you're talking about obviously gigs and gigs and I mean, gigs is even yeah. You're talking about a tremendous amount of data to sync over a way online. Is there a way to jumpstart that process?
1: Yeah, there is. So you've got a couple options. You can actually, uh, say, capture, capture a bunch of images of your base systems, ship them over on removable media, and then deploy them out into your, your sort of recovery environment, if you will, and then use a feature we call server sync to actually then set up the replication schedule. So instead of having to do a base replication across the WAN and then follow up with the incrementals, now the only thing that gets done across the WAN is just the incremental replication.
0: Yeah, so that would cut way down on the traffic. I can start out with those terabytes already on the other side. Site, and then I'm just moving whatever changes from day to day or whatever my synchronization window has been set up as.
1: You can actually do server sync to an image. So you can capture that image, stick it on removable media, ship it over to an image server that's sitting at the secondary site, and then actually say, okay, I want to synchronize this workload with this image, and then only do uh, incremental image replication. Wow.
0: And the beauty of this, of course, is I can do all this based on different servers and what their real job is. I obviously might want my database servers to operate completely different than my email, calendaring, scheduling servers, um, all depending on what's most important to me so I can really tweak it for my environment. And that's where exactly. Recon comes into play. Yeah, Recon yeah, helps exactly. you really see what's used when how, and how hard. John, how is this licensed?
1: Uh, so Platesman Protect is, is licensed on a, on a per-workload basis. So for each uh, for each workload you want to protect – uh, you would buy one license for that workload. And we actually have two different editions. Um, uh, our, our enterprise edition is the full-blown version, which actually gives you full block-based replication. So I think this is something good to highlight here, is that we actually provide two different types of replication, a file-based replication and a block-based replication. Block-based replication is great for high I.O. workloads. Um, so if you've got database servers, that are really banging on the system. Transaction processing type. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the transaction processing servers, uh, anything that, again, has that high and because really what the difference is, is with block-based, we're only going to replicate just the blocks that have changed since the last incremental, whereas with file-based, we're going to replicate the files that have changed since the last incremental. So if you've got a big 5-gig database file, you don't want to have to replicate that every night. You only want to replicate the blocks of that database file that have actually changed.
0: So that's how Platesman Protect is licensed. How
1: about Forge? So, Forge is licensed as an appliance itself. Forge actually comes in uh, four different model versions. We have our 300 series, which is actually what we call a storage gateway appliance. So, it's a 1U appliance and it has no storage built into it. So, what you can do is then connect it through iSCSI or Fiber Channel to any backend storage systems that you have, allowing you to then replicate and really add as much storage as you want to that environment. Then we have our 500 series appliances, which have come embedded with 2.5 terabytes of storage actually right in them so it gives you that all in one scenario then there's a there's a 300 series and a 500 series that you get the option of either protecting up to 10 workloads or up to 25 workloads just depending on how big your environment is
0: so i buy it based on my the capacity that i want and how many workloads i'm going to back up exactly great well john thanks a lot for sitting down and talking to randy and i and bringing us up to speed on plate Spin protect
1: a pleasure as always guys
0: that takes us to the end of our recent series on plate spin. thanks for listening to novell open audio
1: remember that novell open audio is brought to you by novell users international as well as novell incorporated most of our content is directed by our listener community so please send us your feedback by email at openaudio at novell.com or by leaving comments on our website at novell.com slash that's it for this time have a good one